That'll pass on a 302. Taking to regular agenda, item number A, discussion and direction for the annual fee adjustment for police, fire, parks, and traffic impact mitigation fees, Amy Augustine. Madam Mayor, Council Members, um, we always address this on July the 1st in accordance with the California Construction Cost Index because these particular fees relate to building things like capital improvements for fire police, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was an historically high percentage this year, 13.4%. It's never been that high in the history of the California Construction Cost Index. So staff was going to bring that to your attention and make two recommendations. Either look at the a five-year average and adjust these fees based on a five-year average of 4.9% increase, or um, you could stick with the 13.4 increase, or you could do a combination. You could do fire, parks, police um, on the 13.4, and traffic perhaps at 4.9. And the reason I draw a distinction is if you look at the table on page three of your staff report, you can see that um, the largest increases of course occur with traffic impact mitigation fees and specifically for single family residences. If you went with 13.4, that would be a $1,300 increase for single family residents. Um, whereas if you look at the fire impact fee, you know, it, it's less than that, $100 increase, even at 13.4%. So looking at these, the one most likely to make a big impact is the traffic impact mitigation fee. And so if you were looking at maybe not um, using 13.4 for everything, um, perhaps use 4.9 for traffic, 13.4 for everything else, or just go with everything, 4.9% increase. Did I totally confuse you by adding that? Okay. No. And I'd be happy to answer any questions. And I, you know, and I think, you know, when Amy and I were looking at this, I mean, holy cow, um, it's on the point. I mean, it, this is the only time we've ever seen that so high. And it's highly unlikely it's going to be that high going forward. Um, and we don't want to. Um, Suppress 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the suppressed growth and building and so obviously, you know, the the staffing costs associated with handling these going out there because that's how it goes, but um, not to the extent of thirteen point four. The highest previously was eight point something. Um, and then it fluctuates every right. year. And it fluctuates every year. Yeah. But no one's ever seen thirteen. Has it ever gone down? Oh yeah, sure. We had it was like 2.6 on the last few times we've done. So we're going to readdress this every July, July 1st. first it yeah. automatically inflates. Yeah. And the only reason we brought it to council is because this year our automatic is 13.4. That's what we would normally do. But Based we're bringing the we're bringing it to you this time because we looked at that last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really, normally we wouldn't remember it. <laughs> because it's all embedded in the ordinance as it is and the resolution of it. And we would just look at that CCI and we would just inflate it according to that. Because this was so high, neither one of us felt comfortable doing that. 
so we want to give you the opportunity uh, to not do that <laughs> and to have it be lower if you want but if you want to stick with the 13.4% uh, that's fully within uh, the confines of the uh, authorizing I actually think that everything is so astronomically overpriced that I'm almost gearing towards just keeping everything at 4.9 because everything is just out of control. And I, I mean, unless you just don't want growth, then you just like go to 13 and nobody's going to they're all going to complain. So, well, should we see if there's any public comment on this? Is anybody? Members of the public want to comment on our fees, candy. Nobody <laughs> online. Okay, so we'll bring it back to council. I, I have to agree with Brad. My mind was going that same way. I was thinking maybe it's four point nine across the board. Um, Thirteen four is insane. Yeah, and it's just for a year. It's just one year. We can adjust it. It was two point. Eight last year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the builders and the people are already getting hit so hard. Okay. Material costs, uh, labor costs, all of it. Yeah. So, Amy, you're recommending either we go with 4.9, 13.4, or kind of a, a half and half. We're recommending you go with 4.9. Okay. Um, and if you wanted to be selective, at least the 4.9 on the back. I'll make the motion to go 4.9 across the board. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. So 3.02 on that as well. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Takes us to item B. Discussion, yeah. discussion, City of Angels financial statements year, fiscal year end June 30th, and management response to June 30th management letter, Rebecca Callen. Um, so this is like the most boring document that you ever have to read. <laughs> but uh, you know, all, it's, it's a requirement uh, that all uh, agencies have to do financial statements every year. Uh, normally, these would be completed 180 days from the end of any fiscal year, so that means by December 31st. When I came on in February, uh, I realized that that had not been done, so I immediately started engaging with the uh, external auditor to determine what is hanging up. Um, and this was part of my recommendation on bringing all of the accounting back in-house, because that would be a big part of the issue. Uh, but in addition to that, once we kind of got through that and we were getting caught up uh, there, I also had identified that the ICAD um, or the other post-employment benefit actuary had not been done. And in order to do the year financial statements, you have to have that report as well. So I was able to find someone to do that. Um, the so that was the last piece. And we got that done, and then we were able to finally get the uh, financial statements. So um, the report came to us on day six. We reviewed it, made sure all the numbers jived. Um, 
I was able to go through the management report. Um, Um, yeah, and uh, then we were able to, and then I needed to go through the management report to try to determine what um, what changes do we need to make as a city to um, make sure that we're not having the same issues that were identified in that management report. So there were material findings uh, in the management letter. Uh, I wasn't surprised by any of them. Uh, I had talked to the auditor prior, um, so he that I knew and I knew what he was gonna say. Um, and I don't have any doubts that going forward the city is not going to have any similar findings to that. Um, we might have other findings, but we won't have those findings. Um, and I don't always look at findings as a bad thing. Um, sometimes it's um, we respond to have a different you know, set of items on team just give us um, suggestions on how we can shore up and help the information So um, in terms of this lovely, you know, on team page document, uh, we did not have to do a single audit, which would be another report. Um, so if we received uh, $750,000 in federal funding on any given year, we would have to do a single audit. We didn't reach that threshold for uh, the June 30th, um, 21 fiscal year. We will reach that for this fiscal year and most definitely for next fiscal year. So we will be doing a single audit for the next year. So things that are important um, when you kind of look through this is that uh, how they look at our financials is their governmental activities and their business type activities. So business type would be water and wastewater, and governmental would be everything else. So governmental activities, the net position increased by $2.9 million as compared to June 30th, 20. And that's good, that's a good direction to go in. Um, so two things happened uh, to contribute to that. One was our cash investments are 1.79 million higher than they were in 2020. And our construction and progress is higher by 2.2 million. So our assets for cash and investments and assets related to construction um, both increased because we were having projects. Um, business type activities similar, not as high, but they increased by 437,000. Um, and that's probably going to be pretty similar for June 30th, 2022. And um, Mainly, uh, that's because we're going to have a heavy investment in business type assets, so like more construction and progress um, uh, projects have been happening this fiscal year, so that's why you're going to see those assets increase as well. Uh, capital and operating grants were 1.2 million higher than in 63020, but because those were state grants, not federal grants, that's why we didn't have to do a single audit. Unassigned fund balances for the general fund closed at $4 million. Um, so if you recall in our budget hearings, I had said we have about $4 million in the general fund and fund balance. That's pretty much what that's based on. And we're, we're trending in that direction, probably a little bit higher by the time we close. Um, and uh, that's mainly because, if you recall in the, in the um, preliminary uh, budget documents, we've had that increase in TOT and sales tax, but not that overall increase in our budget. So
so that's just been accumulating year over year. And it's unassigned because it's not earmarked for anything. It's sitting there um, in the general fund itself, and it's not earmarked for a reserve or for any sort of contingent. So that's why we consider it unassigned. Um, general fund revenues were a little over a million dollars higher than June 30th of 2020, and again, almost entirely due to increase in taxes. General fund expenses um, uh, were only 380,000 higher than June 30th, 2020. So that goes in line with pay or taxes went up by a million dollars, but we only spent 380,000 dollars more. Um, and then, as um, this was one of the one of the pieces <coughs> of the auditor actually pointed out, is that there were four general fund departments that overexpended across their budget by 231,000. Uh, and that basically means council approved department XYZ to spend, you know, $1 million and they ended up spending $1,030,000. That $30,000 was never addressed to come back to council in order to give them appropriations authority. So that's something that Michelle and I work on quite a bit to make sure that all <coughs> of those appropriation authorities are uh, constantly reviewed. And as we need to make <coughs> we will come back to council to get that authority. Um, so overall, very healthy financial picture for the city. Um, we do have a lot of changes in accounting, budget management, project management, and then the addition of our finance director. That's all that help us in terms of making sure that we're shoring up things like, you know, the last uh, bullet where the department's overextended or any of the material findings in the um, management report. So in the management letter, the findings that they had, um, Um, so it's at the end of this report, and it just says management letter. Um, it's another staff report. It's another, yeah. So oh. in, in B, there's another yeah. staff report up there. Okay. So the response to the management letter, which is at the very end of this guy, it says management letter. What, what the auditor is doing, Larry, he's talking about um, kind of any, what a significant deficiency or material weakness is, and then he identifies what those were that he found within his audit. And I'm just responding to them. What are we doing in order to um, make sure that these don't occur going forward? So his first one was that they had to propose a lot of material journal entries. Um, so what would happen is there's always your closing entries that you have to do. That's not something the auditor should be telling us. Those are things that we should be doing prior to ever giving the transactional information to the outside auditors. Um, and so that, that didn't happen. Um, so uh, 
I had identified that in February, that there were several areas uh, related to the accounting and finance activities that were going to have to be corrected. And I, I identified those very, very early on and had discussions with the outside auditor um, as well as grants um, to try to hone in on where those were. And that was a big part of why I requested to create the position of the finance director and specifically to make sure that that position included a very strong background in governmental accounting. Um, that governmental accounting is where you don't have that strong understanding of that. That's where the auditor comes in and can find all of those different entries that you didn't know you needed to do. So that's where that experience level comes in. Um, and um, in addition to that, um, eliminating that, uh, that like bottleneck between information that was happening between ramps in the city. So that was why my recommendation was to eliminate the contract with ramps. And then we didn't have accounting procedures in the office. Uh, we need to make some pretty significant chart of account changes. We need to utilize the project management software that we have um, better, and we need to do um, regular reviews. So that way, we're making sure that there aren't any material entries that need to be made at the end of the year. They should be made throughout the year. Um, and then all those closing entries should be done as part of the year and close. Um, the other issue that was identified was um, it was an issue with the fire chief contract, um, and that was identified just prior to me coming on. I had had that conversation with Rose when I first came on, um, and it was resolved. And there, the fire chief has uh, also been discussing with me that you know maybe there's a way that we can change how that um, overall compensation is done anyway. So that will be something that we'll bring forward to council and have a conversation at a later time. But with regards to this material finding, it's resolved. Um, and then the next one, um, they had identified in their sampling data that the water consumption rates were not updated to the uh, rate change in the billing system. So that meant that people were getting undercharged for their consumptive water. So um, that is also something that Michelle and I have discussed that we really need to go through and look at the rate structure, reconcile the rate to charges for water and sewer, identify um, the, the practices that have been happening in the office versus the policies, because there's practices that are occurring that don't jive with policy or there's policy in place um, that aren't being uh, followed. So some of this is just people get trained by someone before them and someone before them and no one's really looking at the policy manual. So that's again some additional education and uh, training that staff are going to be going through. And then I'm also working on a full write-up of rules and regulations with regards to water and wastewater to make sure that we're adhering to, um, to uh, the rate study and to law. Um, what I'm finding is in terms of codes that we have in place, they only deal with water. We don't have a single code in place that deals with this water. Um, so that's not good enough. So we'll, we'll be going through all of that. Um, I was hoping to get some of it addressed today, but we're going to table those two items to be brought back forward on July 5th. 
Um, and then the last item that he had, is that uh, some, uh, it, again, it just has to do with um, people who are being undercharged. So um, that is same response as the one before, which is that we're reviewing it, we're going to make the, um, the adjustments as necessary and work with those respective customers to let them know what's not happening. So nothing uh, mind-blowing in here to me. Uh, they were all things that I recognized right when I started. Um, and uh, like I said, I had these conversations as soon as we started with Mary Jean, who's the external auditor, um, and we're on the same page. I've worked with Larry for a number of years, so he's, he knows what my background is, so he's, he's happy with me. And that's it. But we're looking good. Question? One really question I have is how are you working with the people to notify them that they're undercharged? No one has a problem if they've been overcharged and then they get a credit. Right. People tend to be a little uh, angsty when they find out they're going to start paying that. And the change to correct the issue is being made moving forward, or is there a Okay, any members of the public have any comments about item B? Okay, so bringing it back to council, um, this was just B, B as a boy. B, I'm sorry, B as in boy. <coughs> Seven B. This was just a discussion. There was no action item on this, correct? Perfect. Okay, thank you for that. And Michelle, I'm sure you have something to do with that. Okay, so item C is one of the items that was pulled, and that'll be brought back on the July 5th yep. meeting. So that'll take us to, we're also skipping D and E, and F, sorry, skipping them all. So that's going to take us to item G, water conservation update. Um, so we have been getting calls from people asking what what we're doing for water conservation, um, and uh, there's um, I think what's what's happening is they might have like a second home up here, and their primary residence is somewhere where there is actual conservation measures right. that are mandated, so that they come up here and they're waiting to get information from us to keep water. Um, and so there's, when the state um, passed the emergency conservation measures, it is specifically for urban water agencies, which an urban water agency is, um, has a customer base of 3,000 or more. So we don't. Hey guys, can, can we ask you to take your conversation outside please? Sorry. We're just going to find that um, what we were here for has been moved to next month's right. meeting. So yes. I was just telling Richard that okay. we're leaving, and I think uh, he's leaving too. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So we had several items at the beginning of the meeting that were pulled from this list to be on the fifth. <laughs> so we skipped a few, and we're we're on item G right now, and okay. then H and I will be the 
remainder of our regular agenda. And the items that we skipped will be at the next meeting. At the July 5th meeting, yeah, they're being postponed. Okay. So All right. we have a full board. Um, so we, d we are not under any mandated restrictions at this point. That doesn't mean that that could change. Um, it just means under the current uh, state mandates for water conservation, we are not required to have that level of enforcement. Um, I would say anyone who has, you know, driven around, it's not difficult to recognize that there is uh, some drought issues going on, um, and that includes here in the, in the city. Um, and we always recommend conserving when possible, and absolutely, uh, regardless, um, any waste of water, there's actually uh, state law against waste of water. Um, that's not a conservation issue, that is just a yeah, water. Um, so we always, you know, try to reach out when we get um, complaints of, you know, some sprinklers running down the road, or, um, you know, you would call me, I mean, Saturday or Sunday, whatever yeah. day it was, and said, oh my gosh. And so we do take those very seriously because um, we don't want any wasting of water. And we do try to work with customers to resolve those issues as quickly as possible. Um, but in terms of mandated restrictions, there aren't any right now. I am, uh, the city is part of Calder's Concerts, and Calder's Concerts is now meeting on a regular basis. Um, CCWD kind of takes the lead on that. They are considered urban water agencies, so they do have mandated water conservation measures in place, and those went into effect on June 10th. Um, in terms of, you know, what well, percentage was that that they recommended? 20% reduction. 20%. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, you know, what can you do if you are concerned or you want to try to conserve water before um, it's required that people conserve water. Um, fixed leaking sprinklers, uh, fixed leaking toilets. Leaking toilets are the worst offender of water loss ever. And it doesn't seem like it would be that big of a thing, but leaking toilets, running toilets, use more water than leaving your sprinklers on. It's pretty amazing. Um, repair leaking faucets and shower heads, and then uh, you know plant low water, use drought resistant landscaping, and then within here I just offered some um, web resources through SaveOurWater.com that give various um, you know ideas for people who want to save or conserve water. But uh, I just wanted to give an update because we are getting calls um, that they're hearing and they're seeing on Facebook and they're seeing on the web that there is water conservation happening in the calendar and that is absolutely true, um, but that not within the city of limits because we are not an urban water provider. Um, I have a question, Rebecca. When we do decide to uh, to start a, the talk of conservation and make it even mandatory. How will that roll out? Happen? I so I would have to bring that back to council. Mm -hmm. You would have to have uh, an emergency ordinance adopted um, with all of the requirements within there and enforcement um, information, and then it would go into effect. 
Do um, we do it in stages like recommended and then urged and then mandated type thing? Um, you always hope the state is going to give you enough time to do that. But when right. they just did this one, I think they sent out the notification on like June 6th and they said it has to be effectively right. on the <laughs> So you've got a whole whopping four days notice. Um, so I think at this point it's a matter of, you know, this, just, you know, consider it. Consider, you know, what you can do as a customer um, and a water user in the city uh, to try to minimize any um, issues that you might have that are easy for you to fix. Um, and that way when you get to the point of where there's going to be a conservation of um, and then it'll be a matter of updating our, our website, updating our Facebook, we'll put information in the billing inserts, um, and then we would have to have the urgency order to find it. Do we, um, I pay my water bill online, so I can't tell you that I've ever even opened my bill, but do we have notes on the bill that can be in full that can, that can talk about conservation and this little bullet point about leaky toilets and things like that, kind of just like on the envelope. No, or like, like printed on oh, yeah. in the body of the bill. <laughs> yep. We we utilize that at this time. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that this information um, in advance would be helpful to tell them maybe somebody has the toilet that that's going to make them think that they should consider uh, replacing or repairing. Yeah. And um, then your yeah your link your your yeah. Suggestions. So we'll probably it might be a good idea. Work in the next building. Yep. Or it'll be on our website. They can go to our website and find that. Okay, any members of the public would like to discuss the conservation discussion? All right, bringing that back. Now we're going to move to item H, discussion of our financial review, May of 2022. Um, okay, so May marks the 11th month of the fiscal year. Um, so expenses and revenues should be roughly about 91% of the budgeted amount. Um, and so we review um, in terms of where everything will be with that threshold. Um, so just in terms of revenue by fund, it's um, up on the second page here, so you can see, you know, still highest um, uh, level of revenues in the general fund, followed by sewer, um, and then water, and then other special revenue funds, and then expenses by fund also, I guess, is going to be the general fund. Transportation is very large because of but notice uh, transportation is the smallest in revenue because we just submitted um, reimbursement. So that's why there's this gaping different difference in the two. Um, so if you look at the next page, um, overall the city funds, the revenues are about 65.7%, which is um, is not 91%. Uh, However, um, I don't feel so bad because expenses are 76%, uh, not 91%. So, um, 
so we're still if we're still seeing revenues high enough to cover the expenditures. Um, so in terms of net general fund uh, revenues, less expenses, we still are three hundred sixty thousand in green. Um, and then in terms of transportation projects, as I noted on the previous page, we are one point six million dollars in red, and that is because of reimbursements. Sewer operations and, and uh, management, we're 160 and almost 117 percent of revenues, which I had said earlier, we are trending higher than budgeted, and expenses are only 61 and a half percent. And then water uh, is 91.67, so a little over the benchmark, and expenses are still only about 68 percent. So. Um, Everything really looks good, except for that transportation guy, but we do have the invoices out there to get reimbursed. And so is it only invoice that do we invoice? We still not have more to There's still more to invoice, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and they did accept the big, yeah. over a million dollars. Yeah, so they did accept the bulk of it, um, and then they're in there, they're working on the rest of them. So for that one, it's really just a cash flow issue. Um, but you have plenty of cash flow to flow. Yeah. Um, and then expenses by department. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it's it's police and general fund grants and finance and administration. Those are those are the big ones. Um, all departments are within the budget threshold. Um, so not concerned about that. And, um, yeah, so the one thing that we're doing right now is we're going through and really honing in on any uh, transfers that still needed to be done that haven't been done um, throughout the year, so we're putting all that up. We're also going through the budget and making sure that we're um, shifting within the department, so if they were um, over, you know, on one line item, but they're under on another line item. We're cleaning those up so that there's sufficient budget overall. Any budgets that look like they're not going to make it, where they're going to exceed what the council approved, we will bring those back to council and we'll make the recommendation to, um, to, to adjust those accordingly. And then those, all of those reviews have played into the actual budget recommendation. So if, if we're noticing that uh, copy charges or something are just higher no matter what, then when we did this next budget for 22-23, we made sure that the copy charges were in line with what the trends were uh, so that we shouldn't have to continue to chasing Okay, members of the public, any comments or questions on this item? Okay. We are moving on to regular item I, that is discussion and direction for fireworks space at Bret Hart High School. Um, so this is one of those things that's been happening for years that we were not aware that we were doing it. So, uh, 
so apparently what has been happening every year is that the city has been hosting fireworks displays at Bret Hart High School. And Bret Hart High School allowed it to happen, but we would have to ensure the activity. So that if something happened, the city would be liable for any damages to the city facility or the school facilities. So, and then we also pay for our staff um, fire staff to be out there to monitor the fireworks activities. So um, while that has historically been happening, unbeknownst to probably the council, because I, I was never aware until high school allowed it to happen, I didn't know that it was the city. Um, I felt that it was important uh, that the city is aware of that, coupled with the fact that it's our insurance writers that have to cover it. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure, uh, because we're coming up to July 4th, that, um, that if the city wants to continue with that uh, arrangement, um, we do have the staff plan for the day of the display, which would be July 4th. Um, uh, I had gross checked. There's no cost associated with the certificate of insurance, um, but there is liability exposure. Um, when she reached out to legal, their concern, we had lots of concerns, but um, uh, they did not feel that probably the city should be involved in it because of the liability exposure. Um, and they also felt that if we were going to do it, that there should really be a contract in place. Contract with the school. Um, yeah, I have a question. Why, if it's on school property, how is, is how is it funded or supported or sponsored by the city? I'm, I'm very confused because my understanding in being a business owner and property owner is anything that happens on my property, regardless of who it is or who's renting it or whatever, it's still my liability. Um, because the school basically said you can only use the parking lot facilities if you cover the cost and the liability associated with yeah, that doesn't and even work. And the that. cities who wanted to do it. It wasn't the it wasn't Bret Hart saying we want to have fireworks here. It was the city saying we would like to have somewhere to have fireworks so people aren't going off doing fireworks wherever. And more importantly, what was happening is people were going to the park and doing fireworks. So then the city was shutting the park down to try to prevent that from happening. And then they were building other places to do fireworks. So the fire department way back when decided, well, we'll try to find somewhere to have the fireworks displayed so we can kind of control it. Since you don't want it at the park, we're going to try to control it somewhere else. And the only place that they could think of was, was the Bret Hart parking lot. So it wasn't something that was formulated by council. Um, it was, you know, all it was. It was a goodwill, and it was to try to resolve an issue that the fire department was experiencing. So this is what they came up with. But it was never hosted by Rahart. It wasn't Rahart who wanted to do it. It was the city fire department that wanted to do it. So um, and then. It only came up because they had asked for an insurance certificate, and I thought, why would we have to do an insurance certificate if our heart wants to do fireworks? And who, who asked for this certificate? They have called us before. So in years past, we would provide that to Yes. Me. Okay. 
Well, I, I feel yeah, like the fairgrounds is also used, and I think that there's also cow fire trucks or whatever that would go. I mean, people are going to use the Safe and Sanes in large parking lot areas. Um, and I do know that the trucks have always been at the high school, but I definitely didn't think it was sponsored or hosted or liability of the city. Um, but yeah, if we catch the school on fire, mm -hmm. or a house, Yeah, so it kind of took me off guard as well. Yeah. And then I said, oh, we're going to take this council. If you guys want to do it, we'll do it. And we'll take that vote. I think it's important, obviously, to have a place to go, but at the same time, I don't think that's the same side of the I don't feel that we should be taking that. Well, and I think it's admirable that Nate and that the guys right. have made themselves available to where the people are are congregating with their fireworks. I think it's, it's admirable. Um, but I don't think it's ever been formulated this way before. And we're lucky that nothing's happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really uh, it's interesting because even when people get a liquor license or they get insurance on, let's say, having an event at the Pickle Patch, Regardless of that, you still are liable as the property owner. So I'm I'm very surprised that the school is even for this, even saying that the that it's the city's deal because realistically it will fall back on the high school. And was depending on how big of a council did know. Okay, so this time we've approached them. Yes, and they are saying probably don't. Don't do it. That's the recommendation, or don't do this writer, this insurance writer, like you've done in the past. So, so essentially, the high school could just rope that off or put out bar barriers or walkways or something there. But then, but if people are going to go there, I mean, it'll be it'll be treated as a call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I'm, I love watching the fireworks, but I'm an anti-firework. I'm not even for any of it, just because of the fact that I, I just, one of my biggest fears is downtown burning up, and it would go like that, and I, I mean, that, yeah, but that would be devastating just to watch it. Parkland. We automatically have to patrol Utica Park more aggressively on the board because of this reason, because people do go down the Utica, correct? Um, or do we so now we, we've, shut, we've shut down, but in general, that that night is patrolled by fire and police, right. no matter what. It was quiet last year. Because oh, yeah, we didn't the sell fireworks last year. I'd like to hear if any members of the public have any comments or discussion. Yeah, has anybody gone to that? Or? Mm -hmm. I have no comment. Anybody? I worry about fire, but I don't remember if there ever being anything that I saw to go down to Red Heart or anything else. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, I don't either. And I have to agree with Gretel. I mean, it would have to fall back on the school. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, so if we're selling fireworks, where are you expecting them to use them? 
Well, so they, they are safe and sane, and yeah. they are for you people can, to do in their driveways or in their yards driveway. or in their road. That's um, the city street. But that's yeah. the city street, and there's still trees in there. I think it's more dangerous, yeah. do you think? That's what drove it to the high school and to the parks. People not were, having that elbow room. Yeah. They were in their city streets. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, so ha have we reached out to the school on this, or the school just knows we do this, apparently, and they're okay? And the school is, as long as you get uh, the certificate, and so they, they did respond the and yeah. we accept the responsibility, then they don't care. But if we don't provide the certificate, then and if they show it. up, then the school's going to enforce it in some way, or it's going to be a call, is what you're saying. It's going to be a call. So are we, are there people that are planning to sell fireworks in the City of Angels? Mm -hmm. I believe yeah, so. we did that last meeting, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 but I mean, has anybody applied oh, to do that? Yeah, but I have this So, I mean, this is kind of a quandary because where do you expect people to do this if you're allowing these things to be sold? I mean, it's kind of like, here's a beer, but you can't drink it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I've always done it in my driveway. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, uh, if you live in Eagle Oaks and you know the Matoldis, it's in that courtyard and everybody gets together and does it there. Yeah, block parties. Um, block parties, you know, they're always doing it in cul-de-sacs or, um, but it's ultimately the, you know, the respect of homeowners responsibility to have everything available to respond if it's not in the way, so hoses and water and buckets and everything. I wouldn't have anybody here to comply with my name. Now, um, there you wanted to come to our meeting. <laughs> there, uh, their thing is they feel like if we don't allow it, they're going to go there anyway, right. and they're just going to be called out um, there. I've never been to the Robert one. I wasn't even aware that it happened over there. I just know there was a lot in Angel Oaks, and we've got stuff over at South Park. Um, so I, I just knew people that I'm in the driveway. I wasn't aware of it any doing that? I think people that don't have the space or maybe live in an apartment, right. they look for a big parking lot. They, there is signage, I believe, when you buy the Safe and Sains in the Safe Mart parking lot, you can't let them off right there because it would blow the whole thing up. But, <laughs> um, but it also doesn't mean that other residents from other areas can't come up as well. True. To invite from out of the area. Yeah, anything Murphy's up, they need a place. Um, well, I don't know. I've known that this has gone on, but I didn't know the behind the scenes about it. Yeah, the liability. And I'm, if, if our council is advising us to not assume liability, then I, I have to agree with that. Uh, it is it risky. worse, though, letting people do it in any random place? Well, the way I see it is if we open ourselves up. I feel like we're opening ourselves up to liability, right? Kind of regardless. But if I feel like us not assuming the liability is sort of, it's, a, it's an 
laundry. It is right because then they're assuming. And we're allowing we're allowing them to be sold, but then we're not allowing them to fly them anywhere. I guess. I try. What is what is a, our ordinance on fireworks? Is to allow it. Is there? Oh, um, good. Yes. Amy has education on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, not, not really, other than um, annually we have often issued permits. It does require a vendor's permit to do a fireworks sales. We have not had any requests this year to do oh. fireworks sales. Just and it's usually by now. They're getting them bought and purchased. They're getting their. Yeah, um, so if they're planning on doing a stand, nobody's approached us to do get the permit for the stand as they usually do every single year so if they are selling them it's not in a booth like you might traditionally see it's in, city limits. in the city limits yeah we've had no application they couldn't find volunteers to manage those so. Well, and they're coming off of last year of not be having that fundraising opportunity, so they probably yes. weren't real eager to jump out and yeah, buy the. I, they have to make that purchase early on. There's a booth. Coming up, there'll be a booth set up on the 28th of June at the Calvers parking lot. Calvers Lumber. Mm -hmm. They just haven't yeah. gotten their permit yet. I have no idea about a permit. I just got a phone call about a booth on the 28th and that it's a reputable fireworks company and they're working with Copper Community and Mark Twain Community and it's a fundraiser for the Badger Boosters at Mark Twain Elementary and a fundraiser with Copper. Do, okay. do please let them know they do need a permit from the city, thanks. Yeah, they have to. I, don't, I have no idea who the company is. But I mean, they got the letter from Cal Lumber. I put them in touch with Cal Lumber. They were looking for a so that's what I know. So if it's not one from previous, it's not one of the no, normal ones. It's a they're national companies and there's a process they go through and they do all the work for the people hosting the booth. They do the permitting, they do all the work to set it up. So can you give uh, Amy that information so she can reach out to I can them? tell her who contacted me, yes. I I was involved years ago with my children. I was involved through baseball. What is it? I think they should use Calaveras' parking lot since they're selling it. They can't have it be around the booth within a certain proximity because the booth has more fireworks in it. It's like a Roman candle. They can't close the booth down the day before or day of. They sell fireworks up until the we go off that tangent, we need to know what we want. Because if you go back and forth all day long, they'll yeah, do it or watch. But yeah, yeah that's not consistent. Agree. Um, all right, Council, does anybody have any direction for staff on fireworks space at Bret Hart High School specifically? I'm a no on this. Um, I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen all around town. It's going to happen in parking lots and in, in places that we can't even imagine. But we are not hosting, uh, in my opinion, I don't think we should host a location because of the liability. Yeah, my, my, I'm, I know with the whole hosting, I don't, I don't like that either. I don't think we should host it. But I didn't even want to sell fireworks or allow them to be sold. I'm a total anti, so I'm sorry. I know, sorry. I will inform me. Um, before, since we're talking fibers, can I ask 
Um, ACPA is doing the 4th of July at the park. Mm -hmm. No fireworks. But right, of course, no fireworks. But is it? It's the Friday. It's not. It's the Friday. It's the right. July first. Is it the 1st of July? The first one. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to have swag bags for the kids and right. watermelon contest and great right. dress up contest and just have fun. Nothing to do with yeah, it's the actual sport. Exactly. Perfect. And that's what I saw. The only thing we're going to do is if he decides a little boy would do the anthem. But he's not sure he wants to sing it. That's about it. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, item number eight, administrative report. Um, so we're going to bring these items back on the set. Um, so that means that will be probably a big, a big meeting. Started six-hour tour. <laughs> so we probably will not add anything else um, to that meeting as much as I can help it. Um, I do need to work on an ordinance for SB 1483, so that is the the organic waste ordinance. So you guys passed a resolution for exempting the city, but it only exempted the city from parts. There's other parts that we're not exempted from, so I will be bringing. Um, so we have to we have to publish the information with regards to the ordinance, and then I can bring it to council and work with council cycle um, on it because we are behind. That was all supposed to be done like in summer, so um, I'm getting caught up with that. And uh, so you probably won't see it on the next meeting because that's not enough time for us to publish everything. So you'll see it on the second meeting of July. Um, and then I am going to be on vacation on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Um, but I'm certainly available by phone if anyone needs me or an email. And um, our, uh, let's see, our RFP is closing for IT services here in the prison. The RFQ is out there for engineering services. That one will be closing through in the near future as well. Um, we have tours going on for the IT services RFP tomorrow at 10 a.m. and at 2 p.m. So they can come and ask whatever questions they need and also look at our current equipment that needs to all be replaced. And then um, the uh, I just I've just been getting questions on the RQ with regards to the engineering services, so I'm responding to those as they come in. All of that is going through public purchase, um, and then I am coordinating with um, with Amy and Alicia, building and planning with regards to the transition for um, building and planning from Interwest to CSG. Um, so that's happening right now as well. And the go live on that is July 1st or 2nd? Mm -hmm. 1st, right. Yep. Okay. And um, we're just trying to catch up on the invoices for Caltrans. Uh, for that, I'm going to be following up this week to see what's left on the punch list for the Mercury Street uh, road sidewalk project. And I will have a report out on that at the next meeting. Um, 
Okay, council report. Gretel. Um, let's see, we uh, have had farmers markets, two of them, ACLA has, and uh, through the winter um, for a raffle. The porch is really good busy. I attended um, IMWRPA for yeah. um, Caroline last Wednesday, and there were quite a few updates on grants, sort of what's going on with each of those. Um, they have mentioned that they were working on invoices for the Seeds Hour for Utica. Um, and then there were two presentations one was for Groveland, and I don't remember who the other one was for, but the meeting mostly consisted of presentations and I attended farmers market the open day. I was the only last Friday. But it looked like it was a good turnout and it was warm, but it definitely pulled off as soon as I went down, which is nice. Um, I attended a, a council meeting with Rebecca uh, and the contractor on Murphy Street Road. And hoping that that comes to a close here very, very soon. Um, I had two interviews. I have Rose, you might have to help me. They were interviewed on some different grants, um, the tobacco, From public health, public health, yeah, tobacco, and then economic development. And that was all I had. Thank you for doing those, Father. Yeah. Okay. Uh, correspondence. We have our uh, news and notes for both May 30th as well as July 6th as part of our packets. Does anybody have any comments or questions on those? Hey, Rose, where are we at with our calendar? I know. Calendar I did send out last week. I'm going to say last Friday. Um, I added some more dates, some changes. Um, just make sure you pay attention to the date changes. I'm kind of scratching some out and throwing the new ones in there. So if you have any questions, definitely reach out. So, um, just like Caroline did when we needed Isabel to sit in. So. Okay. Okay. Oh, so one more thing. Yep. Would it uh, at all be possible to reconvene in Chicago's session? We can do that. Okay, so having said that, we will um, adjourn this meeting and go into closed session and what we want to adjourn. We'll come back out and adjourn the meeting. So at 7.06, thank you very much for attending tonight, and we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>